you're just funny. It's, it's funny, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. Come here, come here, though. Yeah, he's crazy, see? Who well, are you? salutations uh what up people of earth uh tony brody here hey thanks for tuning in to another episode uh, of the Brodo podcast we talk about mental physical and financial health but if you do get a chance uh feel free to share this podcast with a friend or family that needs to hear it but before we get into today's episode i do want to thank uh athletic greens ag1 ag1 is my go-to if you follow me on social media not a day goes by that i don't drink this uh, it's the first thing I drink when I get up in the morning because it has all the nutrients and the vitamins that I need to replenish my body, especially after a long night. If you're sleeping six to eight hours, you got to remember your body's getting no water, no nutrients. So the first thing you do when you wake up is not have coffee. You want to make sure you get a lot of water in your system. Me personally, I chug a glass of water and then immediately follow that I do my AG1. It's got all the vitamins and minerals I need. It's better than taking a multivitamin. I cannot stand pills, and I always forget to take pills, or I'll take them, and then like a couple hours go by, and I'm like, oh, did I pick? Did I take it? I don't remember. So the cool thing with AG1, it's literally just one scoop. You toss in some water. You mix it around. It tastes good. It does everything you need, and uh, you know you're done in a couple minutes. You could chug that thing, and you'll be good to go. If you want to try AG1 uh, as a thank you, they are going to give you a completely free travel packs for AG1, so you could try it yourself, as well as a bottle of their vitamin D and vitamin K, and uh, it, it's fantastic. Most of the country is vitamin D deficient, so now you're going to get this for free, so you won't be deficient anymore. But check that out; uh, it's in the episode notes. So thank you, AG1, and you know, again, you could see all of our other sponsors and affiliates in the episode notes. Uh, but without further ado, let's get in to today's episode. I just turned 38 and I wanted to do kind of like a, a little microcast just talking about how wicked and wild uh, this <laughs> this past year has been. As I got closer to my birthday, I realized that uh, a lot's changed in 12 months. And, you know, I think we do that a lot, right, with any birthday that comes up, whether it's your 20th or your 50th you always kind of reflect on the past, right? And that's probably not the best thing to do, but I think it is um, It is important to understand where you were and what you are now. And just to kind of give you like a, a recap of what happened in my life that kind of led me to where I'm at to give you some context. So just in 12 months, um, in fact, a year ago uh, this month, uh, I had a tumor in my lung where thank goodness it was it was benign through weeks and weeks of you know tests and CT scans and just all types of crazy stuff uh, to try to figure this thing out. It turns out it, it was a tumor and it needed to get removed. Well, they can't just remove a tumor, right? So they had to remove a third of my right lung. Um, and I forget what lobe it wasn't in specific, but they had to remove that entire portion of my lung and. You know, this is a procedure that happens a lot, uh, but it is very scary, of course, and the recovery was absolutely brutal, and especially me being so active and, and you know, what I thought was so healthy it was more of a shock and kind of a, a punch to the gut. It's like, it's not bad enough that I have Crohn's disease where there's no cure, and, and that's effect, that's affected my life drastically over the years. Thank goodness that's sort of kind of contained to where I'm 
partially in remission, um, but I'm still having issues with that. But, you know, that on top of this, it's like, what the, f- why me? <laughs> like, why? what have I done <laughs> to deserve this? Um, and, you know, some could argue, and I've talked about this before, I don't want to spend too much time on on that in particular, but some of it could be related to uh, Corona because it was around that time to where I ended up getting the vaccine and, you know, whether I maybe this was my way of, of having a negative, negative effect to it. Uh, that could be possible as well. We'll never know, of course, but I've always thought about that because there's been uh, a lot of cases where people with the vaccine or not with the vaccine, maybe they got corona and they ended up getting some type of respiratory disease. Uh, maybe my body was like, fuck you, here's a tumor. So I don't know. But bottom line is that was brutal. And then to to put my wife through that, um, you know, was hard because I couldn't, I couldn't really like, confront her about a lot of stuff like during the time like I was in a lot of pain of course but I wanted to be there for her because some of you might know that the the day actually that I was discharged uh Frank her father uh passed away and you know he's been in bad shape for quite some time um but obviously it was a horrible timing I mean, literally, I had to, like, fight the nurse to get me out of the hospital and discharge me early. They were going to keep me for a few more days. You know, but this was after almost being a week in the hospital and just, you know, Brenda dealing with all that bullshit. And then, you know, you tap tap on Frank to it. It was was horrible. And then, of course, when I did get there, I could barely speak. You know, my my lungs were in massive amounts of pain. Uh, I was in pain because I wasn't taking painkillers. And it was just a, it was a rough time. For us because I couldn't really be there. I mean, I couldn't even hug her, for God's sakes. I couldn't be there for her uh, because the lacerations and, excuse me, the incisions were from the, the below my pec all the way to almost my back on my right side. And they had six incisions. So it was pretty crazy just the, the recovery that I had to go through with that. Um, you know, and that was just beginning of the year. That was like January, February. So it was like, okay, what are we doing here? We're just starting the year off. We thought things were going to go well. And then we couldn't have a kid. You know, we've been trying to have a kid for quite some time, and Brenda's doing all these IUIs and IVFs. We've talked about that on a, a previous episode. But it was just like, whoa, nothing's going our way. Like, what the fuck is going on? But here we are. Fast forward a year later. Uh, thank goodness my recovery has been slow, but... I think I've, I've figured it out. I'm still kind of numb on my right side still. They, they say my nerves probably will never heal. But whatever, it's better than having a tumor in my lung. But we're in good spirits because after months and months, two years actually, but months and months and months of, of Brenda having to deal with a bunch of bullshit to try to have a kid, we finally, on our second try of IVF, He's pregnant. So it's uh, it's so cool. You know, she's at like 31, 31, 32 weeks by the time this episode comes out. Um, so we're just eight weeks away from uh, our little girl coming into the world. It's surreal, too, because it, not that this has anything to do with it, but, you know, after everything that happened with, with me this past year, I spent a bulk of the beginning of 2023, so leading up to my 38th birthday, um, six months actually focusing on my health 
and I, I obviously, as some of you know, I work out a lot, and um, I eat very clean. I don't eat processed foods, but then I decided to just do something I haven't done ever, and that is to make a commitment to not drink at all, not a sip of booze, not a drop of wine, not a taste of a beer, nothing. You know, I've been drinking since I was, <laughs> don't tell my parents, but since I was like 17, 18, I remember actually doing my first shot of tequila with my father when I got my job, my first job at Regal Cinema, and I was drinking before that. <laughs> so, and I'm sure he probably knows that. If not, he'll, he knows that by now. Sorry, Pops. But, you know, I've been drinking for forever. And it's weird when you think about it, when you, when you do stop drinking. Like, you know, I've been sober for since October of 2022. And it's interesting when you think about it, looking back, where if you were to drink, let's say you started drinking at 21 and you're in your mid-30s. So that's over 10 years of you having alcohol every single week. And that's just, <laughs> that's being generous that you only drink once a week. But every single week for 10 years plus, it's just not good for you. Like we know so much now about alcohol and caffeine and the negative side effects of being indoors too much and looking at your phone. Like we're starting as the decades go by and more people do research on these type of these type of topics that uh, not only affect us physically but also mentally, like the effects that alcohol has on you mentally, it's fascinating. And I'm not going to bore you with statistics because I've uh, I've done episodes uh, just strictly on that. Maybe I'll do more in the future if you if you want to hear that. You know, give me a comment below. But it's fascinating when you think about the shit we do to our body, and then when we get sick or if we feel bad or if we're groggy, or if we don't have the motivation to get up and work out. Like, some of you are shocked. You're like, Mondays, why do I feel like this? When you spent the last 24 hours getting shithoused, and then now you're trying to boost yourself up with caffeine, and then you crash at 2, 3 p.m., and you wonder why. And then you don't get any sleep because you're on this roller coaster of caffeine and booze and caffeine and booze. And then you don't sleep well, and then you're pissed off at life. And then, you know, as Americans, we're just angry all the time. A lot of us are angry, and you go to these other countries, and yeah, they drink, and, you know, they party, and they do things, but they also don't work so much, and they don't stress themselves out so much. And because we put work ahead of a lot of stuff, we need to dose ourselves with energy drinks and caffeine and all that bullshit just to keep us, like, fucking to keep us at 100, right? And that's another thing that I realized where money obviously is important. You need money to live. Like, I need money to support a family. Like, without money, I wouldn't be able to do this IVF rounds that we did that we spent literally $100,000 on. Thankfully, I've spent a lot of time in my 20s accumulating real estate property and buying and renting and selling and things like that. So I was we, ha we had a nice nest egg, but... Um, you know, so without that, we wouldn't be able to do what we did. doesn't matter what type of job I had. I had some good-paying jobs. But it's, just, it's all about savings, right? That's a different podcast. But the point is, though, money I know is important. I'm not ignorant. Although I will say that during my surgery and during my recovery and mourning the, the loss of, uh, of my wife's father, there's a lot that crossed my mind, and not one of them 
was about my job. <laughs> I mean, when you have shit that goes down like this, and when you realize that you spent so much time investing into having a child and nothing's working and you see like the look on your wife's face and when we were dealing with all this stuff, I was spending so much time focusing on work, traveling, chasing the buck that I wasn't able to spend as much time as I should have with her. And that's when I decided that I wanted to open up my own company. And I mainly did this also because during that whole recovery time when I was <laughs> recovering from lung surgery, I ended up actually getting laid off, uh, not just me, but uh, half the company that I worked for uh, ended up laying us off because, you know, through the pandemic and weren't making money, I mean, whatever their damn excuse was. But I was like, oh, okay, this is a sign. This is a sign to where we got savings, we got an nest egg. I'm going to focus on what I like to do, and that is this podcast and creating content. So now I've spent six, seven months building up a portfolio of, uh, you know, Fortune 500 companies that I've been able to work with and create content for, as well as uh, being a podcast coach, which I just, I love to do. I love this medium, and I I think it's the future, and I think it's going to be the new radio. It kind of already is, but there is still radio, so you can't really say that. But similar to how, like, streaming services are the new TV, well, I think eventually podcasting is just going to take over. And it seems like everybody and their mother has a podcast, but that's not a negative to me. That's a huge positive because that means there's more people that need services that I offer. And uh, I just really enjoy doing it. And, you know, if it doesn't pan out, you know, whatever, I'll pivot and I'll change some things. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the the jobs that I did get laid off from, <laughs> those were jobs that I thought I was going to be with for 20 years. And they ended up, you know, laying me off for, for things that weren't in my control. So you never know. And it's very risky to own your own company, for sure. But I know at least with that, I love what I do. I'm confident with what I'm doing. I'm enjoying it. And I get to be home. And I get to be with my wife because she works from home as well with her job. You know, I think that's just, that's the way that I want to do things uh, unless something crazy comes up. And I don't see myself working for another another job. And I, I just don't, another corporation, by the way. And I just don't think that I want to go down that road of what I felt before, which was uncontrollable hopelessness when when I was with the corporate job. Like, am I going to be with these clowns for the next 20 years? Are they going to dictate my future? Are they going to lay me off for no good reason? And I just don't want to be, I want to be in charge of my destiny. There's business owners, small business owners, creators. People are growing their businesses just from social media. So the fact that you can't do it is not the case anymore. If you have a good idea or if you're passionate about something, you can honestly make a living from it. Uh, but it's going to be difficult because obviously it's growing, right? The Your niche might not be so narrow anymore. It might be very broad. A lot of people might be in that niche uh, or that area of expertise. So it's important to get on it. So it's, it's still a hustle. I mean, I actually work probably more hours than than I, I did at a, a corporate job, but I work from home. I'm usually half naked. Um, I, I do a lot of editing, a lot of screen time for sure, but I'm able to work out when I want. I'm able to spend time with my wife when I want. So you can't really like, I don't really look at hours anymore. Because, yeah, I do work a lot, and there's a lot of, like, hats that I wear, but I enjoy every single hat. With some jobs, you might enjoy a little bit about what you do, but maybe you hate your boss or you hate your coworkers. 
or you don't like filing these papers, or you don't like doing this. Well, with me, I like doing everything. So if I'm working 40, 50, 60 hours a week, at least I'm enjoying it. So that's good for my mental health. We just have to think about like, what is the game plan here? Like, what's the long-term strategy? My long-term strategy is do what I love to do and do it as long as I can, but also be able to make time for the people that I love. And in this case, it's our new baby girl. And it's going to be so great that I don't have to travel with the company and I could be right here at home and I could help my wife take care of the baby and we don't have to pay for a sitter or pay for childcare because we're both going to be home. I mean, that's kind of the plan is we're saving that two, three, four hundred dollars a week because we're both home. So if we make a little bit less money than the average human, that's okay because we're not spending that on childcare because we're going to be here spending every second we can. Uh, with our baby. You know, I, I've been thinking about all this stuff like as my birthday was approaching. It just made me think about like, what's one of the secrets of life? Well, me personally, I think it's not consuming things that fuck you up, right? Like, of course, we could talk about, you know, medical marijuana and you know, uh, mushrooms and microdosing and all that. I think there's a lot of benefits in there. I think that's great. But, you know, also too, that's a little bit more controlled, right? Like if alcohol was... <laughs> If there was a little bit of benefit to it and it was like you could microdose alcohol and maybe like long term there was benefits, great. But there's no studies that show that alcohol has any benefits whatsoever, at least with like some drugs like mushrooms and weed. I mean, at least that has some sort of benefits to it. There might be a couple side effects, but at least there's more benefits than anything. There is zero benefits to consuming alcohol. So I realized that I needed to not only cut that out, but I needed to cut out the lifestyle of alcohol. So I can have a clearer head surrounding myself with like-minded individuals. I think that's one of the secrets to life is if you can surround yourself with like-minded folks, people that share your same passion, you know, that are good influences on you. I think that's key. Me being in the podcast space, I'm, I've made some great friends through my podcast and, and uh, I've met some new ones and they've been incredible and I've learned a ton. But then also too, like I'm, I'm, I'm meeting and working with other creators and podcasters. And that's really cool because I'm spending most of my time in that space and learning. You know, you can't really say that with a lot of other jobs, right? Because with, with some other jobs, you might be working and you might not communicate with anybody that's in your field. You might just be like in a cubicle, completely annoyed and just talking with everyone in the email. With me, I just enjoy communicating with people. So this is like perfect for me, my career and what I'm doing with my business. And you know, again, it allows me the free time to focus on my health and well-being. That is my passion. That's the most important thing to me aside from, you know, my family and my wife and my kid. That's my passion. And a lot of people say, oh, you know, when the baby comes, things are going to change. You're not going to be able to, like, do the things that you do. That's not true. That's not true. I'm going to make sure that's not true because, again, similar to, like, if you go on a plane and your baby's next to you and the plane goes down, God forbid, you want to put your mask on first before you put on their mask. That's because you got to take care of yourself first. And that's what I'm doing. That's good. That's my commitment is I'm going to take care of myself first so that way I can have a long, healthy life with my kid. And, you know, that's also like a crazy thing that people message me about. They're like, oh, you better, you better get those workouts in now, bro, because you're not going to be able to do that when the kid's born. I will strap her to my back and do pull-ups and sit-ups and push-ups if I have to. Well, not sit-ups if she's on my back. 
she'll be on my stomach. But I will do whatever I can to make sure that I'm doing some type of activity. I'll walk more, I'll run, I'll do something that's going to keep me active. Because again, I go back to if you want a long, healthy life, you need to make fitness a part of that. It sucks. I know. It's like brushing your teeth. You ever like been in a situation where I brushed my teeth this morning, uh, maybe I'll just let it fly. I won't brush it tonight. You're supposed to br- brush it twice a day. But I've skipped. I've skipped some time frames before, and that's just brushing your teeth. So I get it. I know fitness is tough. I know it's a challenge. But it's the most important thing you could do, not just for yourself, but for your family. Like if you want to live a longer life and hang out with your family longer and your friends longer, you need to be healthier. Sorry, it's just a fact. And there's not one study that has refuted that. (laughs) So, you know, you got to do it. I'm sorry. But it's not going to change. She is going to be a part of our life. You know, she's not going to be my everything. You know, just like my wife is not my everything. And I hope my wife is like, I'm not her everything because I want her to be happier. You know, the, the problem that a lot of people don't talk about is when you try to compromise in a marriage, that means that one individual is not doing what they want to do. You have to make time to do both. You know, like if, if I want to work out, my wife is very supportive of she knows I can't skip days. And if I skip days, I'm an asshole. So she's not going to, like, tell me I shouldn't work out. No matter what, she knows that is a big part of my life. But the second she tells me I can't do it or I have to do something else instead of that, that's where the resentment comes in. That's how marriages fall apart. Like, if my wife wants to do something and she wants to go hang out with friends, I'm just going to let her do it. She has to do it. But then maybe there's compromise, if you want to say, that because of that, we do something that I want to do that maybe she doesn't want to do. Maybe that's a compromise. It's a give and take. Sure. But you can't tell your partner they can't do something. Compromise with me. Come on. Like, you know, if you want to compromise on, like, dinner, okay, that's a different situation. But when you start, like, telling your partner that you can't do certain things. So I want her to be able to do what she wants to do. And I hope she'll allow me to do what I want to do. With that said, when our child comes, or children, my attitude is they're going to be a part of our life. Like, if I want to go to Italy, we're going to take her to Italy. We're not going to go to Disneyland just because kids go to Disneyland. I'll probably have to go to Disneyland because my wife's obsessed. But you get my point, where we're not going to revolve our lives around our children. You see that happen all the time. We're going to make our children part of our life. Because I think the reason why marriages don't last and I think why children end up growing up to be spoiled, selfish brats is because parents do exactly what their kids want. You brought these kids into this world. They're a part of your life. Now, of course, she's going to be, my child's going to be my life. Like, I'm not saying she's not going to be my everything. She is. But the fact of revolving everything around her, that's not going to happen. She's going to be in our lives as if we carry on without her. She's going to do everything we're going to do. That's the one thing I realize is if I want to spend as much time as I can with her and to my future children and with my family is I got to take care of myself first. That's the key. You got to take care of yourself first. So when I'm 80 years old, I'm spry and active and I can hang out with my, my kids and grandkids. But you can't do that unless you take care of yourself first in your 30s, 40s, 50s. Like it's a, you, you can't start working out in your 80s. 
Okay. I don't know what it's going to be like when we're 80. I'm sure there's going to be some crazy high tech stuff that we can attach to us to make us. But at the end of the day, like we're all organisms. You can't, you're not strong enough in your 80s to work out. So you need to put the work in now in your 30s, 40s, and 50s. So that way you can be strong in 30 years. If you're looking for a similar approach, here's here's three things that I would say. This is my advice to anybody. Uh, you want to surround yourself with a strong support system. That means friends, family, loved ones. Make sure they're like-minded. If you're in the retail space, okay, surround yourself in that space if that's what you want as a career. For me, I'm in the content space, so I surround myself with people that are in that content space. If you don't want to drink alcohol, you need to surround yourself with people that don't drink alcohol. I mean, that's you need to surround yourself with like-minded people. And sometimes that means cutting off friends and family, but you got to do it. Yeah. Next thing is you want to uh, forgive people. You know, I've, I've had many people over the years, especially during the pandemic, where I've lost touch with a lot of friends for stupid reasons. Some were my fault, some were their fault, but they may not have forgiven me. I forgive them. You control your attitude and how you react to things. And the next thing is just embrace self-reflection. You know, one thing I've been able to do is I'll wake up every single morning and I'll either go for a run uh, with with our dog or I'll just stretch. And in my head, I'm, I'm just saying things that I'm thankful for. I'm reflecting on everything that has happened, all the good things and uh, all the good things to come. Not reflecting on the bad, <laughs> you know, only, only focusing on the good stuff. That's kind of my birthday thoughts. Uh, I hope each of you got some value out of this. And I hope if you enjoyed the podcast that you will share it with some friends, maybe even leave a review. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, uh, click that subscribe button and leave a review. But thanks for listening to the episode and uh, we'll see you later. Peace. Oh, hey there. First of all, thanks for making it to the end of this video. Not a lot of people do, according to the YouTube analytics, but I, I do want to say thanks for listening to this. There's some more episodes if you want to check those out, and they're all just as good. But if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Check out those timestamps below to reference uh, some of the topics I talked about, as well as some discount links to some of our sponsors and affiliates. But uh, thanks for listening to this episode, and uh, we'll see you next time.